This week on Pilot Boys episode 95, V and I are going to just talk some current events and recap a little trip we took to Sedona. This is a little bit of a special episode as we're closing in on episode 100 here, the big one, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Pilot Boys podcast, where you'll get the reel on all things sports, music, and pop culture. And here are your hosts, Vishwant and Partha. It's, it's odd how we were just together a few few hours ago, and now we're in two different uh, locations already. Uh, Dude, it's crazy. And I thought you were going to go back to Houston, but you went to San Diego, and I didn't realize that until after I saw it on your Instagram. Yeah, made made a pit step, see wifey, and uh, have, a, <laughs> have a little have a little lunch. Yeah, uh, that's great. Go, going from the mountains to the water wasn't wasn't too bad. Of a, hey, same experience. here, bro. Same here. Trek the desert today. It was definitely worth it. I'm feeling so good. So we went to Sedona for the listeners, and uh, my God, man, what a spiritual place! Amazing experience, man. Um, it's crazy how this trip even came together because it was like planned three days or four days in advance you were just like hey i'm gonna take a trip to sedona to just kind of recharge and and, <laughs> and relax then you're like uh do you want to come and i was like okay i'm <laughs> surprised to the fact that we had four people i booked this on for, on wednesday of the week i just decided wednesday night okay i'm going to sedona because i was already going to be in phoenix for a couple of days so i booked the airbnb i'm like i'm definitely going I don't know who's going to who's going to come, but I'm definitely down for this. And so hit up V, hit up Nev, who, you know, one of our friends hit up uh, Shri, one of our one of our new friends who's a doctor. And everybody showed up, bro. And I was I was so shocked that you can get four people somewhere with three days notice. Yeah, man, it was it was amazing. And the trip came together perfectly. I couldn't have asked for a better group, too, in terms of the different personalities kind of coming together in a way that just created a, an amazing experience. Yeah. It was an amazing vibe. So one of the things that, um, you know, I, that really stood out to me about it. I feel like recently I've been seeing life as this, uh, series of events that are very meant to be on purpose. And it's easy. Like when, whenever you do a trip, whenever you, you look for these kind of growth experiences in life, it's easy to over plan or to think that you need to be very structured with it. But, what I'm finding these days is that the more I just kind of like go with the flow and just like let certain situations happen, you know, like this, this weekend was from my perspective, me making a decision of, of a vibe that I wanted and then just putting the energy out there to a bunch of friends and saying, Hey, like, here's my vibe. If you want to be a part of it, here's the deets, here's how to get there. You know what I mean? And it's like, and when you, when you live like that, I feel like it's very easy to cultivate an amazing community of people around you. Yeah, because you filter you filter out uh, the people that don't match your energy, right? Not saying coming or not coming determines a person's energy, but a person who is your friend that doesn't show up, it doesn't determine, it doesn't say a lot, but the people who do come, it does tell you that they're, tuned into your vibration and on the same frequency at the same time. Yeah. And typically when great things happen, that's usually the case when a group of talented people come together on the same wavelength and just move in the same direction, right? Without yeah. 
what you were saying without necessarily putting too much thought in it, but just letting it flow. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I think uh, this trip was. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because I had heard the name Sedona. I had known about it um, from people who lived in Arizona, but I had no idea what I was getting into. Right. Um, and getting there, you just immediately feel this like energy shift. I don't even know how to explain it. Maybe it's the altitude. Maybe it's aliens. <laughs> yeah. But there's like a sh real energy shift as we came in and pulled into the Airbnb. It just felt like we were walking on air, literally. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I mean, what was crazy is that the air is very dry and very thin there, yeah. but you feel a thickness everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah. It's very difficult to explain what that is. Yeah. It's just a place that I think you have to go, but I don't think it's a place you go saying, hey, I'm going on, on, on vacay. I'm going to escape whatever I'm trying to escape. You go there with the purpose of, centering yourself right yeah and it and, does that man like we went to some of the vortexes they have these energy vortexes and they're like uh i'm not sure exactly how to describe them but the guide essentially just said hey these are not electronic this is not magnetic this is just like where there's a lot of energy and they have like different types of energy that they're measuring there that they put in the guide so we went and sat on the top of this huge like mountain rock essentially and we and climbed it. We climbed, climbed it. it. Yeah. And then sat up there and meditated. And that one was called, it was like an uplift vortex. So when you sit there, you're supposed to get a bigger, better perspective on things. And the other one was called a downlift or downstream or something vortex. And that was down by a river. And that was supposed to be very reflective. And honestly, mm -hmm. I got like a very incredible meditative and spiritual experience at both places. Yeah. I did as well. And they're unique, right? They're unique. And I think you said it um, as we were walking, you felt like we were, when we were in the forest yesterday, landscape, you felt like we were getting closer to like a source of energy, yeah. right? Like that's the beautiful thing about nature. It is true life, right? It's like everything is alive. Everything is surviving. Um, and you're also seeing death too. You're seeing old, dead trees like it's it's just an amazing thing to tie tie into um when when you're kind of dealing with like the rat race of living in capitalist america um you have to go to places like this i think yeah yeah i, I agree completely it's critical to be able to take that full unplug but also to be in a place where it feels like you're connected to like a plug, you know? Yeah. You're like from the inside out, you really fill up there. It's like a really special thing. It is. It is, man. It's, uh, yeah. it was amazing. And it was also great because I think it's also a great place. If you are a small business or work in a small team, it's a great place for you to go as a group, um, yeah. to kind of, kind of, immerse yourself in, in the spiritual experience, but it's also a great place to inspire yourself and get some work done because there's not very many distractions. It's extremely quiet. 
you can get up there and get a lot done, both um, work-wise and also in terms of team building and, 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 and spiritual centering. Yeah. You know, the, the thing with the spirituality stuff is that I never was much into it when I lived in the Midwest or in the South because everybody looked at it like you know kind of like hokey pokey like yeah yeah you just you just didn't really think you know it mattered right maybe there's something there but like high likelihood is not and then over time and the older i've gotten the more i've met people who live in a reality that's much more spiritually driven and i started to as i've started to research this and spend more time in it i feel like we were talking about this on our hike. I feel like it's a pretty undeniable fact that there's a mystical element to life and there's an element we can't measure that we don't understand that we just kind of have, um, have to kind of equate as energy or frequency or vibration or whatever people want to call it. But there is something else around us. And when you're able to kind of look at life where only half of it is like work and career and success and wealth and generational wealth and you know who's cool and who's not like if that's only half your life and the other half is like this devotion to spending time within yourself and understanding the universe and like being at peace with like what's around us and kind of like learning that part of yourself then i think you have like i think that split focus is what gives you the balance to really be a full human being but I, I think that in Western society, we neglect that spiritual side of ourselves pretty, pretty significantly. Yeah. We're, we're also programmed to devalue it, right? Yeah. Because it, if, if we are more in touch with uh, spirituality, we probably um, become less efficient workers, right? I think um, that's part of it too. Um, but I think there's also just this general thought in terms of people not even getting to the point in their lives, because again, it goes back to the rat race where they don't incorporate this stuff into their lives until they're, they feel like they're successful or they feel like they're financially secure. And the truth is the most important point to do this is along the journey, not after you've kind of yeah. reach, reached a certain point, because you know what I mean? Like how, People get really rich and then they look back and they say, okay, let me tie into this, tap into this spiritual, spiritual, spiritual uh, center now. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's I think like, that's a great point because it, it rests on the assumption that you can only do one or the other. Yeah. When in fact, you know, spending less time and doing both simultaneously is usually a better outcome for both. Yes, it is. We're just it not is. wired to do things all day, every day. No. We're wired to do a lot of things every day. To do a lot of things and then to do things well for short periods of time. Yeah. No one's meant to sit there in, in front of a computer and work for 16 hours straight or whatever some of these tech founders say they do. I know. It's not <laughs> to do because it's like this, uh, this experience too. Like In terms of how friendship group dynamics have been since I was younger – it was nice to be with four adults or three other adults who ever everyone kind of had enough security to not have to talk to each other the whole the whole time. So there were like long periods of silence. There was a lot of calmness. There was a lot of like 
you know, everyone knew when to interact with the group. Everyone knew when not to. And in the group, there was like a vibe. Like there was, we could just kind of kick it and the energy was good. Right. And like, that's a trait that like whether someone can hang, right. Whether, whether you can put someone in a room and, and they can just like kick it. That's a trait that I feel is missed a lot in business training and in life training for people. Because if you're not like a good hang, if you can't just like sit there and be good vibes around a group of people, then you're never going to build really close relationships with people. That's like the family stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then also you, you just pointed it out like the, with the family stuff, right? Like the issue with the family dynamic is everyone's not just accepting each other's differences. Yeah. And I think that the whole idea of groupthink, you don't want a team of people who all think think alike or individuals within a group who look at it as employer or employee too and try to mimic the thought process of the CEO or whoever it is who's a completely different person than them, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think you have to be able to be successful is find people who are different than you because if they are different than you, but then they see life and they see angles you don't see. Um, and I think that that's a much better way um, to, to build your, your social structure and your business structure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I totally agree with that. You know, I mean, that's, that's like the biggest in general, like the biggest thing is just spending time with people who are different from you and allowing that to be a strength for everybody. Mm -hmm. But that's like new. You know what I mean? That's a new phenomenon for me in life to be at a place where I'm comfortable. Like we have a friend who's uh, Nev, who's more introverted. And so he kind of does his own thing. And like in the past, I know that there's a version of me that would have been more uh, insecure about that would have been like wanting to make sure he stayed entertained. Right. And like making that my obligation. And it's like, that's kind of needy, you know, like for me to project that, like really maturity and security comes from me knowing like, Hey, this is going to do what this dude's going to do. And I can control what I'm going to control. So if he wants to run, like go do his own thing, that's probably what he wants to do. Like, it's not my responsibility to keep the people around me happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not a reflection on you or his, or his, his lack of, uh, uh, concern for everyone else it's just that's his personality you gotta let people if somebody's an introvert you have to let them exercise <laughs> exercise it right like yeah. trying to force those people to be extroverts is not the answer yeah absolutely to me that's like that's a major learning in life when you can acknowledge that you know people are individuals and they're going to make their own decisions and you don't really have a say no you don't. Yeah. You don't. I, that's actually what creates most of your tension and problems in life is that you're trying to control your entire environment around you, including all of the people around you, to think how you think. You yeah. know, and that's just not that's that's not really very logical or yeah. <laughs> rational. Yeah. And you don't need you don't even need to force like a direction um in your life either, right? Like there's a lot of people who try to fit into certain groups. Right. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to get excluded or they don't they like work way too hard to make something work. And it's like yeah. if you 
if you didn't, you just kind of naturally live like you life sorts you out, you know, yeah. what I mean, through these interactions, life sorts you out into the circle and the group of people that you you really connect with. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I think another part of it, another thing we talked about was just instead of fighting your flaws, embracing them. Right. Yeah. You're not going to be perfect. Uh, there are things that you're good at there are things that you're not good at the key is actually spending enough time with yourself where you accept both of those things right um and and you move accordingly like it's all about creating efficiency right Uh, um and that's and i think that that's another thing that i don't think people spend enough time doing um is questioning themselves they spend more time trying to prove themselves yeah i i agree completely bro yeah i think like one thing that one thing that i noticed on this trip was that it required a lot of i would say like emotional openness to talk about things like spirituality and like what we were going through or thinking about with each other yeah and I wonder, like, as a kid, right, you have so many of these experiences. I feel like I had a lot of experiences where I learned a lot of truths about people or people were very open with me. And that goes away as you grow up, that, like, level of closeness and sharing. So as an adult, it's a special thing to be able to build bonds like that. You know what I mean? It is. It is. And you're not going to, you know, one thing about life that i think is generally true if you are making the effort to be a good friend you are not going to have a lot of friends yeah because it actually does require a lot of input if you're going to be genuine real and authentic and i think a lot of people get caught up in worrying about the fact that they don't have a lot of friends or whatever it's actually better you know that means that you're setting a filter that's very strong for yourself in terms of the type of people you are going to accept yeah. to be a consistent part of your life. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah, that's true. And like to be a great friend, you do have to check in on people. You got to make sure people are good. You got to yep. like go out of your way to make sure that their shit's all right. Like if somebody's moving, you got to show up and help them move, you know, like yep. if somebody's doing X, Y, Z, like you got to show up and like that takes time out of your day. And you, you can't be transactional about that. No, you can't. You can't. And you can't be petty about it either. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of people were like, well, you know, you again, reading personality types, some people aren't going to just drop everything when they, when you tell them that you're in need, you might actually have to ask them for the help. Right? Yeah, that too. And then there's, every friendship is a choice too right so if the if there are friends that you give a lot more to right who are very needy that's your choice to continue to give you you also have to set your own boundaries in a friendship so you can't go too far right but i think when you have healthy individuals in a circle it never goes too far because people don't don't really ask people offer instead Mm -hmm. and exactly Exactly. I think, you know, one of the themes of our conversations over the last couple of days was the the idea of duty, right? Mm -hmm. And embracing your duty. First, understanding your duty, right? And instead of looking at it and being overwhelmed by it and asking why, you embrace it and you enjoy it. 
and you look at life and the people that you impact as having a duty to them, right? Yeah. Beyond just uh, looking at it as like, these are people that are going to accelerate me getting to where I'm trying to go, right? Like yeah. actually accepting it as duty and, and knowing that that duty is not going to, taking on that duty is not going to interfere with you getting to where you need to go. Yeah, that's exactly it. Do and duty in general is it's a obligation to a higher calling, right? Mm -hmm. It's to your role in society or to your role in the universe or whatever construct you subscribe to duty is essentially you living your role without judging the actions you have to take, you know, there's yeah. like, you could be a soldier, you might have to fight, right? You could be a doctor, you've got a lot of things you have to deal with that, you know, are, are tough and difficult. And whatever the case may be, those tougher moments when they're part of like what you do for society or for, for the world are, are like a pleasure to go through because you know that not only do those moments mold you, but it's what you're there for. Like you're the person who's supposed to handle that burden for society you know like that's a that's an empowering thing to yeah. play your role like that it is it is and to play your role like that without building an ego yeah you know, you know that's staying staying humble through through that process yeah it's whatever you're doing there's always somebody who's got to be the gender right yeah there's always someone who's got to be the the garbage guy so there's like a level of someone's got to be the homeless person too and so there's like there's a humility in it. Like the homeless person suffering far more than anyone who has to do something that they don't want to do in, in corporate world. Right. Yeah. But the homeless person would never complain. The corporate person would, the person who has a lot more. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's kind of what it is, is like objectively from like the values of society, you might see those people as, as different in terms of one has more than the other. And that's how they're trained to see themselves. But in reality, these are just people who are part of a society that are a product of the circumstances they're born into. And, you know, they can influence a certain amount with free will, but they can't create, you know, a miracle, right? Every single time. Yeah. You know, you're, you're right. And when you travel the world and you see um, all these different types of people, you'll also see a stark difference. You can go to places in the world and see people without a pot to piss in have the widest smiles on their faces because they don't, they're not thinking about what they don't have. They're just focused on day-to-day -day life, you know, and simple pleasures and simple joys, you know, yeah. and that's, that's kind of part of, part of it is like appreciating where you're at, you know, not saying that you should get complacent or, you know, want to stay in a place that's below your standards. But at the end of the day, it's like being grateful for what you have versus, being ungrateful for what you don't have, you know? And the, the simple way to do that is smile when you have to clean your stove. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. give a stove, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, smile when you vacuum or fold clothes or do ever, whatever this thing you do that you don't want to do. Like, just enjoy that and mm -hmm. life gets a little different. It definitely does. Yeah. It definitely does. Sedona, man, that, that just really, really put the energy in a great spot. It did. It did. It did. And I think, you know, um, it put us in a great place for this, this podcast, um, as well, just to 
kind of even the way that we're taking we're not doing our traditional news and notes we're just focusing on where the conversation goes or even doing a deep dive i guess this is one big deep dive but it's interesting too i was thinking about the deep dives in general and it's it's an interesting way to assess something but as we've grown in this podcast it's become an experience that initially started off very structured and recently has turned into something very free flow and along the evolution of like our growth it's like first we talked about things and we tried to take sides on issues mm-hmm. and then we started to find kind of an empathetic viewpoint on all, all issues which was just kind of the human angle and then we started to kind of go bigger into the ideas that helped us build that empathetic viewpoint and trying to break those down mm-hmm. and now i feel like we're getting almost around a full circle where it's like we're almost like getting to a point on the self growth cycle where there's not much more to say about how to improve yourself because mm-hmm. it's kind of, we've said a lot in the last 45 episodes, you know what I mean? Since I've been a part of this, like we've yeah. shared quite a lot of knowledge, but I feel like the, the thing that would be interesting for the next phase we enter, which is, this is what I suspect will happen. I think we'll just start rather than focusing on the observation of the present, we'll shift to be more present as well. So I actually think like our news and notes and commentary is probably going to be more of this podcast in the long term as opposed to less. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I think it's just going to be delivered in this style though. It's just going to be a little bit slower. I think so. I think so. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's like we're just letting it evolve as it is yeah. supposed to evolve. Right. And at like, the end of the day too, like w- we can grow to a point, but like ultimately like where does all that growth lead? It leads to you just enjoying the present. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll get a little funnier and crack some jokes on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see that V. I would like to see the day that you crack some jokes. I do, man. I'm funny in my own way. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a You've got a few here and there, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're, we're getting there. Um, because uh, it was a, it was, it's been a good journey. Um, Sedona was a nice, nice cap um, as as we move forward. Yeah, it was a a really pleasant experience. Very grateful for that for that trip. Things things do seem to line up on their own. Yep, yep. And I don't actually think there's much more we need to say on this episode. You? No, I think we'll tune back in next week. Probably spend more time on news and notes, honestly, because uh, I think we're kind of just unified with the source, so we might need some new things to talk about. We might, we might. <laughs> I mean, college football is starting up, so hell yeah, we'll, we'll have that to discuss too. I'm so. very excited to talk about that. Yes, yes. All right, man. All right, man. Well, as always, remember to be you and stay moving. Pilot boys out. Pilot boys, we get on up. We gon' fly, boys, we get up. So cool, man. 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 So c